Hello and welcome to the Personal Development School podcast. I'm your host, Thais Gibson, and I create regular podcast episodes to teach you about your relationships, attachment style, and the subconscious mind. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about how to get over unrequited love. And what this really means is love where you are really interested in somebody, really invested, have a lot of emotion and intensity um, of your feelings and attachment to a person. And yet that person is not giving you love back in that same way. And it could be that the person was never romantically interested in you in that way. And this is a friendship where you've developed feelings that are now one-sided, or it could be that you've departed a relationship and you're hoping to get back together. You're hoping to make things work. And the other person just really isn't showing up. Or last but not least, it could also be if you're in a situation where you're dating somebody, you really want things to take off, you really want things to go well, the other person's starting to pull away or sort of drop off, and yet you're really starting to develop strong feelings and having a difficult time really dealing with the fact that the other person isn't interested in going the full mile with you in the relationship at this time. So we're going to talk about what to do and what this means. So first, I want you to understand the mechanics of it, and the mechanics of it are that When we have unrequited love, especially if there hasn't been enough time for us to have a loving romantic relationship that's a two-way street with this person, um, then what happens is we are more attached and infatuated with our fantasy about the person and the fantasy of the potential needs that person would meet, the fantasy of the potential traits that person would bring into our lives, whether it's their sense of humor, you know, we could imagine ourselves having somebody who makes us laugh all the time, whether it's a sense of assertiveness, you can imagine somebody making you feel strong and protected and asserted for, you know, so we attach to these different ideas and project them into the fantasy of the future. And this is what's really creating this fantasy bond at a subconscious level, which is where a lot of that emotion and attachment really stirs up. So what's taking place essentially is you've attached a little bit to the person and some of the traits you've seen, some of the needs they've met for you in your life. Um, But a lot of the stories you have about what this means for your life, your future, um, the fantasy about those traits, the fantasy about those needs, And now breaking apart from that is how we actually heal. And breaking apart from that will hurt at first, but we can actually fast track the process to feel way better in a very short period of time. So we don't have to feel like we're just picking up the pieces. So there are four key steps to get over um, this sort of dynamic. And there's steps that we actually follow when we're trying to heal from any breakup of any sort. But the only main difference is that we target it this time in like the fantasy bond area, our stories and ideas and concepts we have about what the future could hold with this person. So step one is we want to make sure that we are understanding the traits that we are so attached to. Okay. Um, the subconscious mind, it has a principle called trait variety. It's, it's a biological sort of evolutionary thing. And it's a part of our subconscious programming that creates attraction in romantic relationships. And trait variety basically means that, um, you know, many, many years ago, if you're trying to survive and you are somebody who's really smart and you pair up with somebody who's really strong, then you have a better chance at survival. So one of the main features that creates attraction at the subconscious level is trait variety. We are wired to be attracted to people who express um, our repressed traits or the traits we haven't really seen in ourselves or nurtured in ourselves as much. And sometimes we repress traits in ourselves because we make associations that they are bad or unsafe for us in childhood. So for example, you may repress your assertiveness if 
when you were a child, you were punished for having boundaries, right? You're like, ooh, assertiveness is unsafe. I'm going to repress this part of myself. But then oftentimes, if somebody comes along who expresses that, you're like, ooh, this is so interesting. And it's that trait variety mechanic with taking place at the subconscious level, drawing you into somebody. So this is really powerful when we're looking at how relationships break down, because suddenly we have a lot of insight into like, Hey, I'm so hurt over a relationship not working. And I'm so hurt over somebody not being interested in me in the same way, because this person represents a repressed part of myself. It's a really powerful golden nugget. And sometimes that thing that kept us safe in childhood. So for example, it maybe kept us safe from punishment, um, from our big, scary parents when we're these little kids. Um, and, and it sort of feels like that. Right. And um, you know, sometimes it keeps you safe in childhood to push this part of yourself down, but in your adult life, totally lacking assertiveness is not keeping you safe. I can tell you that for sure. Right. It's like, that can be the side that can create a lot of drawbacks in your adult life. Maybe you won't ask for the job you really want. Maybe you won't um, maintain boundaries when you feel like they're violated by friends or family members or other romantic partners or people you're dating. You know, there can be so many downsides that make us feel more unsafe in our world, in our body um, when we are not assertive. So, so you can see how something that's a strategy at one point in life and may work even though our subconscious mind can build positive emotional associations or, or emotional feelings about, oh, I get relief when I don't bother trying to be assertive with my parents. I avoid conflict. I feel safer. In adult life, it may actually be doing the opposite. Okay. So number one, step one here is all about traits. And we have to sit down. We have to go, what are the traits that I'm so attracted to in this person who's not interested back in me in the same way any longer or hasn't been? And rather than telling all these stories and making it mean all these painful things about us, we can just understand that like compatibility in terms of just interest and attraction has a lot more to do with just people's programs and what they're programmed to be attracted to from their childhood, from their upbringing, from their repressed traits than it has to do with like, if we are a good enough person for somebody to be interested in us. Okay. So that brings me really to step two, which is when somebody doesn't love us back or express the same romantic feelings back that, that we have for them, um, what essentially happens is we give it all this meaning. We go, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm unworthy. I'm unlovable. We tell all these stories. It elicits all these feelings in our body that if we could convert those feelings into words, we would see are these made up beliefs we have about ourselves that are usually rooted in painful past experiences. So if you felt rejected a lot in childhood or you had one really intense moment where you felt a lot of rejection, you store that. And then the moment that happens again in your adult life, the subconscious mind opens this filing cabinet and goes, oh, rejection. It's, it's, you know, I am a rejected person. I will always be alone forever. And we may have given that meaning to our past experiences in childhood. And now that meaning is catalyzed to come to the conscious surface again. And we retell those same old stories, um, in our adult lives. And, and it makes unrequited love and, and a breakup much more painful than it really needs to be. So steps one and two are really about understanding the traits that you're attracted to, and then actually creating strategies to nurture those traits in yourself more. Can you become more assertive? Can you set better boundaries? Can you practice this? And then you won't feel like, oh, I'm missing assertiveness in my life because I'm missing that person. You'll actually take that power inwards. And the more that tank is filled for assertiveness, you won't feel so like you're longing after that person. Okay. And then number two is questioning these painful stories because this person isn't interested back in me. It means 
I'm not good enough as a person. It means I'm an unlovable person. It means I'm a bad person. Can you really know that that's true? Or are these just programmed ideas you've, you've adopted from, you know, you gave meaning to circumstances in childhood and then you imprinted that meaning, that, that meaning got programmed into the subconscious mind. And, and now this person, when they pull away, it's showing you these stories you're carrying about yourself at a subconscious level. And now they're coming to the surface and it hurts. But again, it's this powerful opportunity um, for healing, for transformation, for letting go of these concepts and ideas. It's, it's like a catalyst for growth and change if we're willing to do this work. Um, so really nurturing those traits in yourself that you're attracted to in the other person. Number two, um, questioning those painful stories you have about yourself. And number three, it goes back to this idea where, you know, in a, in a sort of like morbid example, like when somebody passes away in your life, when somebody dies, you don't miss like their body, right? You're not like, oh, their physical form. You miss like the needs they met for you and the traits they brought into your life. That's what you're really missing is the attachments you have at a subconscious level to those things. And so step three is like, let's honor that. Let's take a look more deeply because we're grieving in the same way when we go through a breakup or through a loss. And so here we have to look at, okay, well, what are the, the, the things that are showing up for me, the needs that were being met that this person represents? And how can I meet more of those needs in the relationship to myself now? How can I show up if the person met my need for emotional connection, for safety, for comfort, for protection, for physical affection, for validation, for reassurance? Like, what are those things? And remember, because we're talking about unrequited love rather than a typical breakup, a lot of those things are based, you're going to be able to find out what those needs were based on what you're fantasizing about. Okay. So we fantasize about our needs being met and traits being brought into our lives. Um, when we feel disempowered around those things to begin with, whatever the brain can't meet in the present, we project into um, fantasies of the future. We're like, Ooh, one day this will happen. Or Ooh, this person, I can see us going on vacations together and taking time together. And it's like, okay, that's the fantasy. What are the needs that your subconscious is, is imagining will get met in that fantasy? Oh, exploration with somebody, romantic time, um, validation, reassurance. Like what are those things that you're thinking about? That's actually representing unmet needs. And then you have to come up with really healthy ways of getting those needs met in your life, right? Like, how can I get those needs met in the relationship to myself? Emotional connection, be more present with myself, show up for myself more. Validation, validate myself more often, have more compassion rather than criticism in my own internal dialogue. So you're trying to give to yourself what you're projecting outward. And again, this is going to heal this void. By the way, I just want to say something really quick before I give you step number four. Um, I am doing, well, we are doing at the personal development school, myself, team members, facilitators. Um, but I do four live weekly calls with our students. Um, we are doing a breakup boot camp, and this is for unrequited love. This is for an actual breakup. This is if you're dating somebody and you're just struggling to get over it. And we have a 30 day challenge. Um, you can join anytime. Um, the challenge is already set up there for you. And I do the calls every single week and, and they're not like, um, they're not like based in some point that you're at in the challenge or literally for any questions, any point along the challenge. And we are hosting that 30 day breakup bootcamp challenge. You can join anytime by clicking the link in the description box below, and this will help you heal, move through, like get through, um, feelings of unrequited love. And I'll be there to support you. Um, we've got 
all sorts of daily events that you can do, exactly specific coursework and steps you can take with videos, um, a tremendous amount of support. And it's going to take that time that you feel like, oh, it's taking me forever to get through a breakup or you're having a hard time getting over something or letting go. And it's going to help you get closure. It's going to help you feel like, oh, I can actually feel a sense of peace after a breakup instead of keep continuously ruminating about something. Um, so you're going to find peace. You're going to find healing. You're going to find a lot of exciting golden nuggets for growth, self-realization personal development. And it's also going to prepare you to understand what you want for your future relationships. So you don't have to keep getting stuck or going back to that same type of person that you may realize is not really serving you any longer. So um, anyways, please come in if you're struggling at all. Um, you can check it out for free for seven days and get started. And I will be there um, throughout that breakup bootcamp challenge. So anyways, Number four, step number four um, for getting over a breakup. We want to strengthen our sense of self. Okay, so sorry, and I say breakup, getting over our unrequited love. We want to strengthen our sense of self and identity. We want to be like, okay, um, these are the things I was holding on to in this person. I was attracted to the traits. I was attracted to the needs. I was telling these painful stories about myself, which was really hurting me. I was making them not being interested in me mean I'm not good enough. I'm, I, I'm unworthy. And I'm now challenging those stories. I'm questioning those stories. And the number four, you want to be able to be like, okay, what are the costs? of staying attached to this person? What were the downsides of them? They're, you know, me trying to invest in them. And you wanna list out as many costs as you can, right? They, they aren't interested in back. I'm never gonna actually get these needs met to the full effect because they're not actually showing up to give them to me. Um, what were the things that were incompatible? What were the things that were not working? And you wanna write those things out. And then what are the benefits of being able to have a sense of closure, move on, grow, heal, focus on myself, um, meet some of my own needs, express my needs to other people. Like what are the benefits of closing this chapter? And it will help get your mind out of this like, autopilot loop where it keeps trying to go back to that person as the source of its needs. And it'll reposition the way you're perceiving the situation to look at like, Hey, actually my mind thinks and fantasizes about, Oh, I'll get all my needs met from this person. When actually right out the cost, I'm seeing that the person's not really available to show up, not really going to be there for the long haul. And you can write any other costs you see just about like, um, you know, they have this character trait, maybe they're too harsh, too critical, you know, just the things that were not really helpful for you or healing for you. And it will also help you start to sort of develop insight into what do I really want going forward in relationships? So anyways, um, these are the four main steps and strategies. I really appreciate you being here and watching this video. Thank you. And I will see you in the next one.